when I look around the industry and talk to even consumers, I never hear anyone saying, I wish I had less data. Everybody always wants more data. So I think that's an important part. So that all then ultimately, if we play that out into the future, could mean something like the metaverse. And of course, metaverse means different things to different people. And I think our report that was just released here at Energeo is an effort to show what the metaverse means to the geospatial industry. Hey, Space Watch Us. This is Space Cafe Radio, your channel about trends, awesome events and interesting people in the space sector. Mid of October, I visited the Intergeo in Berlin, the world's leading exhibition for anything around geospatial cartography, land survey and so on. Coming from the space sector, I was happy to see that space companies, Earth observation service and data providers are starting their presence in that domain as well. It was amazing to get the opportunity to interview Aaron Edison, the incoming executive director of the WGIC, the World Geospatial Industry Council, in person at a very vibrant and noisy show floor. I'm Torsten, publisher at Spacewatch.global. Enjoy this episode. Aaron, how are you doing today after the three days of the Intergeo and how was the Intergeo for you? Intergeo has been an amazing experience this year. It's unbelievable the growth that we're seeing in both geospatial and space sectors across the board. So it's been a really good event for us and we're excited about the interactions that we've had here as well as things that will come from this event. You're the incoming executive director of the World Geospatial Industry Council. Tell us a bit more about your own background. What brought you in? So I've been in and around maps and geospatial data before these terms sometimes even existed. When I was in school, I knew I wanted to do what then became GIS, but it didn't exist as such whenever I was in school initially. So that led me to cartography. And then as the industry developed into more of a full geospatial industry, I was able to find my role and my and where I could make contributions. Those have been along three main channels throughout my career. First, I was a practitioner. I worked in the private industry, mm -hmm. primarily in civil engineering projects and planning and environmental projects, but then uh, moved into academia. And there was an interest in education and building curriculum, building programs for universities so that they could better integrate geospatial into their programming into the education, but also into research and even administration of the academy. I felt like I had done what I came to do in that world. So then I moved on and now I'm working in the nonprofit space, not only building the community, but giving back in many different ways. I think WGIC is a fantastic vehicle to do that. Our audience at Spacewatch Global or for the Space Cafe Radio is here, is very space interested and very space focused. So can you give us in general overview, what the WGIC is doing and how do you converge both worlds together? Absolutely. So we see geospatial for everything and geospatial for everyone. And, and that's an inclusive definition by design. So whether we're using the term geospatial, if we use terms such as remote sensing, space observations, satellite sensors, We see all of these things as part of a very broad definition of geospatial. And so the role of the WGIC is to be the trade association at a global level for the companies that are in this area, in this industry. So that's going to be inclusive again of more recently the space side, which is, of course, exploding uh, all over the world but also on the geospatial side, which are technologies that are more mature, typically speaking, 
some of which have been around for more than 30 years. So how do we bring all of these different facets of the industry together in service of actionable information? Technology is great, but sometimes we are all a bit guilty, I think, of becoming enamored with our own technology and terminology. And my premise is always in service of what? So if I see something in the industry, I put that qualifier on it. What is this in service of? Where are we getting to? Is it to get to the next step? Is it to get to an output? Is it to get to an answer? And I think all of those things are places where WGIC has a role to play. I think an interesting learning for me here also at the show is that many of these data here have a meaning. And I'm not saying that space data doesn't have a meaning, but we provide this data from space. And we heard in an earlier event this year, one minister said that 80% of the Earth's observation data from space are not used. So I see here when you go in this industry out for doing a survey, it has a purpose. So it's not just because I'm here, I'm surveying around. It's really for purpose slash for client. And I think that's maybe something the space industry can learn also. Absolutely. So I, that is the ideal situation, right? Is that we know why we're here. We know why we're collecting this specific piece of data. But the reality is that sometime in the early 2000s, society crushed, crossed a threshold. And a very important one at that is that at that point, it was more likely that data that were being used for whatever application were being used not for the original reason that data was collected. And so when I hear that 80% of space data are not being used, that speaks to me as an enormous potential. What are the ways that it could be used? Maybe not the ways that it was originally intended even, but what are the other applications? And that's where the interesting sort of combinatory play between space data, geospatial data, and, and getting back to that frame of in service of something becomes mm -hmm. very relevant. Absolutely. The WGIC organization is quite young organization, but you just came out with um, a new logo, a new website. So what is new and how do you reinvent yourself? Yes, correct. So at Energeo 2023 this year, we were able to uh, have the grand launch of our rebranding exercise. WGIC is quite a young organization. We've just passed our five-year mark. And I think there was a sense that the logo and the presence of the organization had served it very well during the early years, that perhaps it was time to take another look. Because in that five years, we had all different types of companies joining the organization. And so maybe what had started with more traditional geospatial companies now does, in fact, include not only satellite companies, but companies that are collecting various types of very, sometimes very specific data from space or even oceans even more recently. So our branding, we wanted that to reflect our membership. And that membership, again, is something that comes in a, in a very inclusive way to WGIC. You made a perfect lead way into the next question. So what companies do you address as members and who can someone become a member? So WGIC is a nonprofit, but our membership is entirely made up of for-profit companies. And those companies are in that geospatial wide definition that I mentioned earlier. So if you are doing anything that is related to geospatial, then we would be interested in discussing membership with you. And that may mean that you're not a core or a, even a geospatial company primarily, but you're heavily using geospatial data, earth observation data in your activities for your business. So I think 
all of those things are discussions that we are very interested in having because we see all of these as integral parts of the value chain for the geospatial and earth observation industry. I see also on your brochure that there's a growing number of space or especially new space companies joining. Why is your organization important for them? So I think our organization would be important for space companies for several reasons. Mm -hmm. our, our mission is, first and foremost, we're a trade association. So business opportunities are, are definitely a part of our core mission. But we also have missions to elevate the geospatial and Earth observation conversation at a global level. That also oftentimes translates into business opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I think the networking opportunities within the organization are certainly valuable, but there are far more networking opportunities outside of the organization, which our members also find equally valuable. One thing that came to my mind here, and maybe that's the pitch for you as well, is that I see over the last years attending these kind of shows a merger between the satellite companies and the satellite data and the Earth or drone-based data now to something bigger. And during the Intergeo here in Berlin, you also released on the first day a new study about the Metaverse. Can you give us an idea what is that about and how Metaverse now kicks in here? Absolutely. So I think in the merging of the data is a natural progression of things. All of these things are in service of understanding the world we live in, the interacting systems, whether those are atmospheric, whether those are the biosphere, the, the lithosphere, the geosphere, if you will. And of course, the human sphere, the built environment. What does it all mean? Not only how do we describe what has happened, but how do we then forecast what's likely to happen? Not that we're going to get it correct every single time, but there are lessons to be learned. And the data do tell a story overall. When I look around the industry and talk to even consumers, I never hear anyone saying, I wish I had less data. Everybody always wants more data. So I think that's an important part. So that all then... Ultimately, if we play that out into the future, it could mean something like the metaverse. And of course, metaverse means different things to different people. And I think our report that was just released here at Energeo is an effort to show what the metaverse means to the geospatial industry. So it may have a definition for gaming. It may have a definition for business. But what does it mean to the geospatial industry? And so that report was released by our policy committee made up of our membership. And those members wanted to highlight, what does it mean to us? What is the role of the geospatial industry in metaverse? And you're using the terms uh, metaverse and digital twins interoperable, or? I think there may be a difference. It's not necessarily that there would be a difference. And I think it, rather than being a this or that, I think we're going to see the development of digital twins in metaverse as more of a continuum. So there will be things that are much more integrated, much more complex by nature, But you'll see things that are much more straightforward, that are very task-oriented, and those have their role as well with them in individual systems or in service of more complex decision-making. Now your quiet times are almost over. So in less than 20 days, you will step in as a new executive director for the organization. Can you tell us what is your vision for the organization in 2024 and beyond? Oh, of course. Yes, you're correct. On November 1st, I'll, I'll be the person that's responsible for leading this. And I think first and foremost, I want to thank and acknowledge uh, Barbara Ryan's contributions to WGIC over these past many years. No question that the organization is not 
in the position it's in and the health that it's in without her leadership and vision. My hope is first and foremost to build on top of her excellent work that's been done to continue those things, but really to take our new branding to heart, geospatial for everyone, geospatial in everything. And so I think that is what a guiding light will be for the organization and the activities that we do and engage in will be viewed through that lens. How are we making good on our promise of mm -hmm. geospatial for everyone, geospatial in everything? Anything you'd like to add? Anything that's burning on your heart? I would say I'm excited, not just for WGIC, but as I said, I've been in this industry for almost 30 years now, and there is a renewed energy wherever that's coming from. I think the things that people thought they wanted to work on even a decade ago are now possible through various compute, various platforms, space becoming more accessible. I think things that maybe we had not really contemplated as being possible or realistic or maybe just affordable, I think become very important as this market continues to emerge and merge, whether those are novel data sets, whether those are new algorithms, whether they're leveraging new tools, be it GeoAI or, or some of the other AI technologies. And it's just a really exciting time because I think we are finally getting to the point where we've been really good at collecting data for the last 20 years, perhaps not as good at doing meaningful things with that data. And I think the future holds a promise for doing meaningful things, not with data, but turning data into information and turning in the information into knowledge that can make the world more sustainable and a better place for all. Aaron, thank you very much and good luck for the next challenges that will come. And thank you very much again. Thank you very much. If you have further questions, reach out to us at radio at spacewatch.global. If you like these or other episodes of Space Cafe Radio, leave us a rating on your preferred podcast platform. It is the currency of today. And if you want to stay on the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global and subscribe to our newsletters. And of course, don't forget to become a Space Watcher. I'm Torsten Kreening, publisher at spacewatch.global, your independent perspective on space. Music